game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I'm your host, Jordan Stacks, 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 lads. Join with my guy, Mr. Aaron Kidd, live from the East Coast, staying up late with us. Uh, pleasure to be here with you. Last week we had a great week. We went three and one on the show on bets we locked in, which is uh very very profitable. Hoping we can get back to that today. We kind of discussed some of these lines beforehand. <clears throat> a lot of these spots I like. I know you do as well. So I'm excited to go through some of these games and uh, you know get some winners and get to the window. How you doing tonight, Aaron? Jordan, as always, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here and. Uh... Just want to say I lost a uh, terrible bet on the Texas Rangers tonight. They go up four to nothing, and then kind of fall apart there at the end. So uh, I'm ready to get back in, get back into it, and get back to getting some winners for us. So let's let's go, let's go. We are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code Taproom for ten dollars off your first purchase of twenty five dollars or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your seat. What a noble concept. They don't deliver to every state, by the way. So if you're not in one of those states, I'm sorry. I apologize. However, uh, we're here to talk some baseball. You know, we got a big weekend ahead of us. We also have a huge prize fight tomorrow night between uh, Javante Tank Davis and and uh, Ryan Garcia. Before we get into the baseball, because I know you like boxing too, any leans on the on the fight, Aaron? You know, I haven't really uh, dove into it as far as from a uh, handicapping standpoint, but I am very excited to watch the fight. So um, I, uh, it's going to be two dogs in that fight, and I'm excited to watch it. So, Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I haven't really been impressed with Ryan Garcia as far as, like, the competition he's faced. And, you know, he's a good boxer. Don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a solid, solid boxer. But, I mean, Tank is just – I think he's in a different – different level and in the the odds basically say it i mean tank is what like minus 600 right now minus 650 um i think i do think that if it goes to a decision i think that benefits ryan garcia you know but uh because tank usually knocks his opponents out but i do think dude if if tank lands one it's it's lights out dude <laughs> it's night, night it might be a quick night yeah so i am interested to see um, you know, Tank has fought some good fighters, though. You know what I mean? And he's fought much better competition, in my opinion, than Ryan Garcia's fought. So <clears throat> I think he's more battle-tested for this one. But I'm excited to watch it like you are. I don't really have any conviction on making a bet on it. I'll probably lay a little something at, at some point. Um, but definitely excited to watch it. It's definitely the biggest fight we've had in, in quite some time. Probably since Wilder Fury, which was a letdown. But you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, man. Let's talk. Let's hop into some baseball. Let's hop into some baseball. Before we uh, get into the games, I do want to go over some some trends that have been happening lately. So, last time we spoke, overs were like all, hitting almost sixty percent. It's come back down to fifty two percent. So we're seeing a lot of unders hit now. I think that has a lot to do with pitchers getting more used to the pitch clock. 
I also think there was a lot of weather conditions that helped unders this week. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. But we are seeing a lot. We're, we are seeing lower scores since uh, last time we talked. Um, dogs still hitting at 38%, a little bit higher than they were last week. So we are seeing some some dogs hit. Uh, home dogs, 32%, Aaron. Only 32%. Away favorites, 67% on the year, 76 and 31. Just incredible. Incredible. Any thoughts on... on Because uh, I, I know last week we kind of talked about it a little bit. You were like, you know, if a team's better than another team, you got to kind of like just think about it like that. Are you still... That's kind of your mindset still, to a degree. Um, I uh, I still take try to take things for face value. You know, I still think there's plenty of spots to back the the, the dog, if you will, or or things like that. Um, and I'll go back into that with a little bit in a couple of these games tonight. But um, I definitely think some of these teams, man, you just got to take them for face value. And um, you know, uh, as far as from a handicapping standpoint. You know, we want to get so hung up on teams that we thought were going to be good coming into the season. And maybe it's a time where we maybe cool off a little bit from those teams. You know, we don't want to throw out what we completely thought the whole off season. But once again, it, it may be a time that we're far enough into the season now where you can cool off on them a little bit until it's time to jump back in on them. Yeah, I agree. Um baseball is such a such an ebbs and flow season too like teams get hot teams get cold teams get hot it's a it's a very up and down season for sure and i think people often forget that you know on on wednesday you know i was like nick martinez on the hill against uh free who was pitching for the braves oh charlie morton and i was like bro honestly i don't even care who's pitching like, there's no way the Padres are losing five games in a row. They're too good of a team to lose five games in a row. Like, I'm going to back the Padres in this spot just because there's no way they're going to lose five games in a row. And sure enough, they go out and they win. You know what I mean? Like, there's teams yep. that are just, you know, they're, they're going through motions. You know what I mean? It's it's early in the season. There's a lot of baseball to be played. Um, So it's just things to look, look forward to. But let's hop into our, our first game here. We have the Blue Jays against the Yankees. Alec Manoa against Garrett Cole. Normally, this is like an ace versus ace matchup. Alec Manoa has been absolute dog shit this year. Uh, the Yankees are currently minus 145 on the money line. Toronto plus 125. The total is at 7.5. Um, and the run line minus 1.5. Yankees plus 140. Plus 1.5. Blue Jays minus 170. Uh, Alec Manoa, like I said, he's 1-1 one one on the year. 6.90 ERA. 1.97 whip. Garrett Cole, 4-0 on the year, 0.95 ERA, 0.74 whip. What's your thoughts here? You're the Yankee fan. Let's hear your thoughts on this game here. I was waiting for that to be bought up. So, uh, you know, here we are three weeks into the season, like I mentioned, and uh, the Yankees are the only team in MLB that hasn't lost a series yet. So um, I actually backed them against the Angels on um, uh, yesterday and uh, thought it was a great spot for them. You know, it was a standalone game at that 4:15 time slot. So I think the Angels gained a lot of traction. It's kind of that public dog we always talk about. You know, I, I, you just scroll through Twitter and you see everybody talking about the Angels yesterday. Yeah. And uh, kind of went against the grain there, took the Yankees, took it for face value. I thought it was, you know, it was an opportunity for them to clinch the series. And, um, but hey, listen, the Blue Jays have kind of owned the Yankees uh, at home since 2020. You know, it's a well-known thing. The Blue Jays haven't lost a series in the Bronx since 2020. Um, but on the other hand, as you said, Yankees are my team. I absolutely love spots to, to jump in and bet them. You know, uh, 
sometimes I, I, I don't like betting them when they're in the big spot like, like yesterday, um, you know, in that standalone game. But neither here nor there. I took it for face value. Um, uh, I, I think the Yanks this year are a great team to back off of a loss as well. So I was, I was kind of glad from a handicapping standpoint that they did lose tonight because I thought it would be a great time to jump back in tomorrow. Um, they're 6-1 and one this year off a loss. Um, especially at home, they kind of always bring a max effort off a loss. Um, I spoke on the show last week about um, Anthony Rizzo, his bat. That continues to be hot. Um, and, and I spoke some last week about DJ LeMayu getting healthy. You saw what happened the next day uh, in that next game. I think he goes uh, three or four or two or four. Had a couple big hits there. Um, you know, uh, me and you have talked about it a lot on Twitter and some on the show too, but the Blue Jays since last year struggled to score runners in scoring position. Yep. Perfect example. Um, against, uh, Houston the other night, you know, they make it a 2-1 game. They go get bases juiced, no outs, and don't score another freaking run. And, um, you know, back to Manoa, he's gained some weight this offseason. He looks a little out of shape. Um, if you will, if you, if you kind of watch him, he kind of rocks now. He's, he's doing like a rock here. And um, I think that's a, kind of a problem for him. You know, he's given up 13 walks and three starts, which is kind of uncharacteristic for him. Um, I actually had the raise against him on Sunday and um, cashed that ticket. Um, McClanahan kind of had a rough first inning, but he kind of settled in there. And Manoa gives up a couple walks. And before you know it, the you know, the raise are up three to nothing. Yeah. Um, Cole, on the other hand, man, he's been hot to start the year. He's got an astonishing .74 whip, 32 Ks, only eight walks and four starts. So it definitely seems like his command and approach is back uh, to, to kind of that dominating force that we've come to know. And, um, you know, as, as of course, I, you expect some negative regression for him and some positive regression for Manoa, but um, I'm not so sure it happens tomorrow. I expect a max effort from the Bronx Bombers tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, to your point about regression, I mean, Garrett Cole – 0.95 ERA, but his XFIP is only 2.92, so it's you know that's really good. It's not like he's uh, it's not like he's pitching bad because he's using the sticky stuff again. So you know it, <laughs> it's it's working, but uh, yeah, I mean Garrett Cole has started the year really well. The, the thing with Garrett Cole is like you have to get to him early because that's usually when he gives up his runs because he gets better as the game progresses. He gets more locked in, so like. If you're going to get to Garrett Cole, you have to get to him early. That's when you can do your damage. And uh, what what got what bit him last year was the long ball. He gave up a lot of home runs. And this year he's given up zero home runs, which is, you know, why is ERA so good? And only a 217 uh, average in balls in play. Um, so really good. On the other side, Alec Manoa, his biggest problem is he cannot stop walking guys, dude. Every outing he's walking four or five batters. You know what I mean? Uh, 6.98 walks per nine, and he has a 6.98 ERA, but he has a seven FIP, dude. So, I mean, I don't see any positive. We we know there's positive regression coming in the fact that, like, we we believe Alec Manoa is a ace, as he's proven to be. But I think you're right, dude. I, I think there's things that are wrong with him. I don't know if it's the weight or whatever, but, you know, he didn't throw a ton in spring training, right? And we're kind of seeing it pay off, pay its dividends here. Um, he did not look good against the Rays, man. Like, that was an ugly, ugly start. He didn't look good against the Tigers. That's a bad team. The only team he's looked good against is the, is the Royals, and that team stinks, right? Uh, the Yankees are 11th in WRC plus against right-handed pitching. OPS of 761. Uh, weighted runs against 7.5. A Woba of 336. 
And uh, strikeout percentage of 20.8. Walk percentage of 10. Like, they like hitting righties. They like hitting right-handed pitching. Um, so, I, you know, I'm with you, dude. I, I think this is a good bounce-back spot. They lose to Yusei Kikuchi today. I mean, you got they got to bounce back, right? There's no way. Definitely they, feels like that. There's no way you, you can't lose that game and then, and then not come back. And, and, and like, naturally, I, I think that this team – has been together long enough to know that they've kind of gotten owned by the Blue Jays at home the last three, you know, two and a half, three years. It's got to be in the back of their head, man. And uh, I think we'll get a max effort tomorrow. And, and the market seems to agree with us as uh, I'm looking at some live lines right now. It's already moved up to minus 160 at a lot of your popular books there. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I think personally, I think the Blue Jays are a better team than the Yankees. I'm not going to lie. But I, I think this spot here, Garrett Cole against Manoa, the way these two are pitching right now, like at this at this point, like you gotta fade Manoa until he proves you otherwise. So if I lose, if I take the Yankees, I back the Yankees and I lose, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Because I still think it's a good play. You you win some, you lose some. Like Manoa's gotta prove to me that he is not this dog shit pitcher that his numbers show he is and that he's proven to be this year. Um so I'm with you, dude. Uh, it's it's the Yankees or nothing for me. However, I do kind of like this under, Aaron, because I do think that Manoa is going to pitch better, but I could see this game being 4 nothing Yankees. And that's the ball game. I don't know if the Blue Jays will score, to be honest. If Jared Cole comes out and gives us the effort that you know he's kind of given us to start the year, and, and, and really we're saying like, some people, uh, you know, if you follow Twitter and, you know, things of that sort, it's, it's like they've never seen Jericho pitch, pitch, pitch before. You know, this is, the, this is the guy that we've come to know. Like you said last year, I think, uh, I think the Red Sox in a couple of games got to him real early uh, in the first inning. So that was a good point about, uh, you know, you got to get to him early. But if you let this guy stick around in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, you do not want to face him in a 3 nothing game or a 2 nothing game in the eighth inning. I promise. Yeah, that's how – that's how he is, but he's he's a uh, historically he is not good at Fenway Park. That's like in his entire career, not just with the Yankees. Like he's not a good pitcher at Fenway Park. So uh, that's that's something to keep an eye on. Here, I want to get you his I want to get you his career splits real quick because I'm telling you like you you got to get to this guy in the first inning. Uh, where is it? Where is he innings? All right, so first time through the order, Garrett Cole in his career, uh, 2.8 ERA. Fourth time is actually the worst, but fourth time is like, that's when you're in the ninth inning, you're gassed, you know what I mean? So he's only had 21 innings pitched in fourth time through the order. So I'm not going to give him a lot of hate there, but you you definitely got it because second time through the order, 2.5 ERA. So he definitely gets better as, as the game gets goes on. Um, the one, the one thing I do think that benefits the, the Blue Jays is like, they do have a really good lineup. Um, but like you said, you know, they don't hit well with runners in scoring position. They're like 23rd in the league in WRC plus with runners in scoring position. Uh, yeah, 23rd. Dang. I got, I said that right off the bat. 90 WRC plus with runners in scoring position. So that's a continuation from last year and not that really dogged them for most of the year last year. Towards the end of the year, Bo Bichette got really hot, which helped him. Um, but man, they just they seem to 
once runners get on, man, they just forget how to hit. Or they put too much pressure on themselves. I don't I don't know what it is, but so you're on Yankees. I like Yankees. I also lean the under, but I like Yankees money line more than anything on that game for sure. Alright, let's move on to our next game. <clears throat> we got the Miami Marlins against Cleveland. This is gonna be the first of a double header tomorrow. This one's at three ten PM Eastern time. Uh, the game got rained out today between um, Braxton Garrett and Zach Pleshak. But Sandy Alcon- Alcantara and uh, Shane Bieber are going to take the mound in the early game. Uh, Miami's currently plus 120 on the money lines. Shane Bieber uh, and the Guardians minus 140. Al- Alcantara comes in this game 1-2 and two with a 5.47 ERA, 1.14 whip. Shane Bieber 1-0 with a 2.88 ERA and a 1.12 whip. What's your thoughts on this game here? Yeah, so uh, it's kind of wild with the game getting uh, with the game today. You know, they'll face each other seven times out of like the next ten days. I think it is. So uh, should definitely be uh, some you know interesting ball games. I'd say it started out on the right foot today, man. It was kind of a wild one uh, today. Anybody watch that game? I uh, the White Sox pretty much had it wrapped up, and then here comes the Rays. Um, Come on, wrong, wrong game. We're talking. We're talking Marlins and the uh, Guardians. Oh, apologize, Jordan. That's that's on me. Next um, game. Next. I, uh, next, we're doing White Sox. Uh, next, we're doing White Sox Rays. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, so excuse me. I uh, so the White Sox. Uh, you know they. We kind of talked about the Yankees. You know they. Uh, where they haven't lost a series all year. The White Sox haven't won a series all year. <laughs> so we're kind of on the opposite here. Um. You know, they will face each other a bunch of times in the next nine days. Uh, it was a wild game. Uh, sorry, Jordan, I am having a hard time hearing you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We're, we're on we're on the Guardians of Marlins. Yep. So, uh, so we kind of spoke on the show last week about, uh, you know, the Marlins struggling to score. And kind of struggling to hit the ball. Um, well, unfortunately, that kind of same fate has hit the Guardians a little bit. Uh, they've kind of landed some cold bats there in Cleveland. Um, you know, they were a team at the beginning of the year that I talked about a lot. And uh, I know a lot of people did that thought that they may benefit from the, sh- the ban of the shift. You know, they're kind of a team that hits for contact. Um, hasn't necessarily been the case to start the season yet. Um, you know, when you go back and look, man, Cleveland's just averaging just over three runs a game in games that didn't go to extra innings. Yep. Um, I think that's good for 26 in the league. You know, Ramirez and Naylor, they uh, they definitely hit the ball better against righties than they do lefties. Um, so that should help, you know, in this one. You know, and, and when you look at Sandy's ERA, I'll kind of take that with a grain of salt because he got blown up against uh, the Phillies pretty bad there. He got um, blown up against the Diamondbacks too, though. But obviously that's right, yeah. But uh, got blown up against the Phillies. That that game was pretty interesting. Um, but you know, I, I, here we go again. Now they've had a couple days off with the rain out today. Um, I think that'll probably benefit the Marlins some. Is if you went back and looked, their bullpen and pitched like thirty three innings in the last six games or eight games, excuse me. And um, so that should help them. Um, you know, once again, here we go. We talk about Shane Bieber too on the other side. He's kind of gotten a little, you know. Like a fine wine, aging, aging pretty good. Um, I was surprised to see him get blown up against the Nationals last weekend, though. That was kind of an anomaly. Um, the Nationals struggled to hit the ball, too, but they kind of blew Bieber up. But maybe the Guardians had a wake-up call against the Tigers. You know, they kind of get uh, 
double doink there and uh, <laughs> double hitter and uh, come off and, and squeeze out a win there at the end on the next day. So um, maybe that was a wake-up call for them. I, I do expect this game to probably be low scoring. Uh, um, I, I feel like this would be a game that you make a couple of mistakes, man. The game's probably going to be out of, you know, out of your hands. Um, so should be a good one. I didn't really have a strong lean on this one either way, Jordan, but um, I do think it should be a good game. So, like, my thing with Sandy, and I, I said this numerous times last year, and, like, he struggled the second half of last season, is that he literally hates to walk guys so badly that he will literally throw, like, a 3-0 a fastball, like, right down the middle, like, just to not walk a guy. And I think teams have kind of figured that out after last season. We kind of saw it at the end of last year. Teams kind of figured it out. We were like, you know, they'll, they'll let him work himself into a hitter's count because they know he's just going to throw a fastball right down the middle, and then they just load off on it. I think we're kind of seeing that this year. Um, with that being said, like, I've never thought that Sandy had, like, this as good of a pitcher that he is. His strength is that he's a horse. Like, he can go deep into games. He, get, he usually gets better as games go along. But like I said, he pitches the contact more often than not. And with the shift being banned, that's where we're seeing a big difference because now everything where that was hitting the shift before, and keep in mind the Marlins were a top-five team in shifting last year defensively. And now you're seeing him 288 average on balls in play. His last two games, over 450 with average and balls in play. Um, so we're, and those are two good, te- the two good teams that he's faced. I mean, he's faced four good teams if we're being honest all year, but uh, he faced Arizona and Philly his last two games. Those are two good offensive teams. So uh, I'm a little concerned with that. However, the guardians, like they struggled to score last year as it is like, they won a lot of two, one, one, zero, three, two type games. Um, they're still going to have to do that. Cause they don't really have a lot of power outside of uh outside of Jose Ramirez and like Oscar Gonzalez is supposed to be that guy, but he struggles to make contact. They signed Josh Bell. who's supposed to head, hit, help him hit lefties. He's hitting like 170. I mean, this team is just like, they're just allergic to hitting dude. That's, that's just, I've come to the realization of it. And the guardians are a team that I love. I love Tito Francona. I think he's one of the best managers in all of baseball. I think this game here, I think the, the best bet to be honest is the under, under seven and a half, under eight. I don't think there's going to be a ton of runs scored. I think both these pitchers are really good. But if I had to play this, I'm going to play the Marlins on the money line only because Shane Bieber, uh, good ERA, 2.8, but 4.3 Sierra uh, and a 3.9 XFIP. So we will see some some uh, negative regression coming from him. Uh, only 6.48K per nine, 289 in uh, balls in play. So I, I lean Miami plus 120, but I actually I like the under in this game. Because both these teams are allergic to hitting, so I, and both yeah, I of think, them. Uh, I think that's the only way I could look at it as well, Jordan. Like I said, I didn't have a strong lean in this game, but I definitely think it'll be a, a low score game as well. And maybe whoever makes the less mistakes, you know, wins a three one game or something. Yeah, and Cleveland's probably the better defensive team if we're being honest. But both these teams uh, against right handed pitching this year, twenty fourth and twenty sixth WRC plus. So neither one of them uh, very good <laughs> against righties. And to be honest, the Cleveland Guardians aren't much better against lefties either. <laughs> but and, and when you look at Sandy's splits, um, he's kind of struggled against righties this year. Yeah, uh, be, well, because his main pitch is a sinker, so 
You know, if he's leaving I mean, it he's, up, easy to get. He's hit. allowing like two ninety seven to righties, only two eighteen to lefties. A couple home runs he's given up has come against lefties, but uh, he's actually struggling against the right handed pitchers. So, I mean, right handed hitters. Excuse me. And I, I think that benefits the Guardians because the Guardians have a heavy left-handed lineup, right, with, with Quan. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, and Ramirez, bad, bad uh, switch. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that may actually benefit the Guardians more than I originally thought it would. So, um, if for the sake of the show, if I had to give out a lean, man, I would actually lean the Guardians here. No, because he's, he's pitching better against lefties. And the the Guardians' three best hitters are left-handed. That's right. Yeah, Quan is too. Yeah, so um, so I guess I agree with you on the Marlins there, but I think this would just be a stay-away game for me. Yeah. If I'm going to play this, it's going to be the under for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe play the first five under. Although I, I like playing full-game unders with, with uh, the Guardians because they have such a good bullpen that they don't really give up a ton of runs regardless. So I'll say something real quick, Jordan. I actually, like, don't play a lot of first fives. I never really have. Um, just for, you know, well, you know, I, I feel like when you're looking at a game, I feel like you're looking at the bullpen as a handicap. Um, usually more times than not, a weakness to the other team is, you know. Um, so it goes both ways, man. I don't play a lot of first fives. I actually prefer full games because I think part of the handicap is the bullpen, especially if some of your high leverage guys have been used a lot, yep. um, you, you know, things like that. So, you know, people uh, have asked me on Twitter, uh, you know, I get questions sometimes, why don't you play first five, you know? And, of course, tonight, if I would have played the Rangers in the first five, I would have won. <laughs> uh, so this tonight is kind of not a good example of that. But uh, there's been more times than not where I, if I look to play a team in the first five, you know, especially if you're laying that half a run and, you know, the game's tied four to four after the first five innings, but then they pull it out, you know, six to four at the end or, or, or seven to five at the end. So that's why I don't play a lot of first fives personally. I, uh, I'm not a fan of laying or, or, uh, catching a half a run in first fives, but I do like, for instance, uh, you know, I like the Angels yesterday first five because Sandoval is, a solid pitcher, solid starter, and the Yankees were like 16th going into yesterday against left-handed pitching WRC plus. So I was like, "I was a good spot." And uh, and who was throwing for who was throwing for the Yankees? Uh, Cortez and the Angels. Yeah, Nestor, are, yep, Cortez. Yep. And the Angels are second in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. So I was like, "Oh, this is a good spot." But like, I don't trust the Angels bullpen. So I was like, "There's no way they're gonna win the full game because." Patrick Sandoval, he he only averages like five point one innings per game, so he he's not going deep. And I know the bullpen's going to blow it, so I like the Angels' first five money line. They were plus money, so it's not like it was a lost and lost a lot. But you know, so there's some spots in that in that instance that where I like playing first five, where I know the bullpen is such dog shit or that they're so tired. Uh, <clears throat> Padres, for example, yesterday. Uh, against the Diamondbacks, both those teams, their bullpens were taxed yesterday. And the Padres, um, they were up 5-1 to one in the fourth inning, and fucking Michael Waka gives up four runs, of course, pushes. You know, it is what it is. But I, I think there is instances where a first five bet is good because you, you don't have to worry about the bullpen, especially if you don't like a team's bullpen. But in those instances, you're usually paying a tax on, on the first five anyway, which you might want to stay away from. Uh, for example, like if you have a dominant starter like Dylan Cease tomorrow against Shane McClanahan, 
Like, you're going to pay a tax playing the White Sox first five. But the White Sox bullpen is so bad, as you saw tonight, that you just I don't think you could play that team for a full game. I, don't, I just don't think it's possible. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta kind of weigh your the the pros and cons of it all. Um, but I I do see your point of not playing first fives. I think that there is a lot of uh, a lot of funny business that can go on in in the in that in that time span. Um, all right, so you got no play on Miami Cleveland. I like I lean the under. Let's move. Let's move to those White Sox and and Tampa Bay Rays. White, shall yeah, we? and I apologize. Uh, you know, I, I got got my new AirPods in, and I totally lost sound there for a minute. So I apologize. But anyways, yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, the White Sox and Rays are going to face each other a lot over the next week and a half. Um, there's certainly a wild game today. Uh, luckily, I was on the over, um, which. I, hitting the top of the third inning. So, you know, the Rays lead the majors in home runs. Um, their bats have showed no signs of slowing down at all. Like, I, I keep saying, like, they've got to slow down at some point, right? But they just haven't. And, um, and 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 you know, with McClanahan on the mound tomorrow, um, as I said when we were uh, kind of breaking down the Blue Jays, I was on him against the Blue Jays uh, last Sunday. And he comes out there. He struggles a little bit in the first uh, inning. Um, believe he allows a run and it's like three to one after the first inning, but then he just settled in, man, and just kind of took over. You know, it, it's I, I compared it almost to like a, a point guard in basketball when he's just like, give me the ball, get out the way, you know, and he's not even he's not even looking to pass, he's just taking it right to the rack every time. And, um, when you look at some of the underlying metrics with the Rays, they're like first in the league in every offensive stat, you know, runs, batting average, OBP, slugging. Um, and when you look at the pitching matchup, it kind of goes to the other side, too. I was really curious to see if McClanahan and Dylan Cease could kind of carry that momentum of last year where Cease really kind of burst burst out there. And, um, you know, McClanahan's got an incredible 1.13 whip. He's averaging like 2.5 Ks per walk. Um, you know, on the other side, you know, you try Dylan Cease out there, who's I think is one of the best pitchers in the league. You know, um, he's mowing people down, 1.07 whip, 2.4 Ks per walk. Uh, he did get hit pretty hard against what who I think is a good Orioles lineup. I think they can really hit the ball, and uh, you know I expect him to come back fully focused and ready to give a, a give a great effort today. It's it's you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier. It is hard to back the White Sox right now, though. Just it, just because of their bullpen, their bullpen's one of the top two worst bullpens in the league. The worst and, bullpen um, in the league, or the yeah, and and so. Um, when you got one of the worst bullpens in the league, it is hard to back them, no matter who you got on the mound. Um, they lost seven out of nine games. And, um, man, it would be hard for me to, to fade the Rays in this situation, even with Cease on the mound, until I see more from the White Sox bullpen. Yeah, their bullpen 6.68 ERA with a 4.63 XFIP. Just awful. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, I, I think both of these pitchers, so, like, you know, they're both two of the best in the in, – Majors for sure. Uh, McClanahan 1.57 ERA, 3.58 XFIP, 3.93 Sierra. Uh, Dylan Cease, on the other hand, 2.01 ERA, 3.96 uh, Sierra. So I think they're both kind of in the in the similar boat. Uh, the one thing too is a, uh, you know, the White Sox hit lefties pretty well too. 101 WRC plus, which is down from last year, but last year they were like the best team against lefties. Like they got dudes that rake 
lefties. I know losing Jose Abreu hurts that in some aspect, but uh, you know they still are. They're still a right-handed dominant lineup with like Lou Bob and uh, Eloy Jimenez and uh, what's that dude's name? Um, Vaughn and and uh, what's that? What's that other dude's name that plays right field? Uh, the white dude. Jimenez. Jimenez. I can't uh, say his name. Eloy and Lou Bob are definitely righties, but their their lineup is like right handed dominant. Um yep. is what I'm saying. So it, it definitely benefits them uh facing lefties. However, like McClanahan's not your normal lefty. He's a he's a dominant, dominant pitcher. And, and Tampa Bay's number one against right handed pitching with a one fifty four WRC plus. There's no one even close to him. So I I tend to uh like this is a game where I can't play the White Sox full game. I would I would take McClanahan. However, I think minus one eighty is way too steep against Dylan Cease. I think that's like disrespectful. So I would look to play the White Sox first five money line. You know, at worst, you probably you might get a push, get your money back. Um, plus one fifty five is disrespectful to Dylan Cease. So that that man is way too good to be a be a dog at that 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 number. I will say something uh add to that, Jordan. <clears throat> We're talking about bullpens. You know, the the Rays pretty much pitched a bullpen game tonight. So um they they took thirty seven pitches from Jalen Beeks, fifty five from Chris Well. Um, you know, Beeks has kind of been one of their kind of go to high leverage guys too this year, so that could play a part in your handicap as well. But the six point six eight 6.68 ERA for the White Sox isn't even accounting yet. Lopez is ninth in and blow up tonight. So yeah. <laughs> it's just horrendous. And it would just be impossible to trust them in a full game right now. And on top of that, you know, the Rays' best uh, relievers, Fairbanks, Adam, they didn't pitch today. So, and they haven't pitched since, I mean, Adam hasn't pitched since Monday. So he's well rested. Poche hasn't pitched since Monday. He's well rested. I mean, these guys are. They they got a lot of uh, innings left in them for this game. I just think that like I could see playing Tampa Bay full game, but like lane minus one eighty against Dylan Cease is uh that's that's bold. That's very bold. Yeah, I agree. And you know, there's a reason. Right, if you look at some of the lines at some of the popular books, they're shading the over in this game. So I guess they're expecting runs. Well, there it's so. it's at it's at seven. That's why. Uh, another good trend too: over sixty percent of games, if you like playing Yurfi or Nerfy, sixty percent of games seven or less when the total is exactly seven or less, sixty percent go Yurfi. There's a run in the first inning. So if you're a Yurfi, no, I never got it too big into the Nerfies, Jordan. But uh, no, it's a stupid I, bet, dude. Don't play it. <laughs> Don't ever I, play those. I, well, I, I will be honest. I did hop in on a couple Yurfies uh, earlier this year when the Braves won like nine in a row. It's like nine in a row Yurfies, and I was just like blindly tailing it for like four games. And I was like, uh, I probably probably stop doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bold bet because like there's only six outs, right? And That's right. anything can happen, dude. You know what I mean? Like, there could be an error that leads to a run, and it's like you lose in an inning. You know, so it's just like it's a lot of uh, just my like, favorite ones were, or, or my most hated ones, when it was like the bottom of the first inning, 
two outs and two strikes, and a guy just like yanks one yard oh, to 440 dude. feet, you know? Yeah, bottom of the first, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Had that happen one too many times. I mean, to be honest, I don't really play a lot of European nerfies. I, I'll, I'll like look at spots and, and see if I like them. Like, for example, the seven or less runs, I usually play the European just blind because it's going to be like plus 150 and they hit 60% of the time. So it's like, that's a that's a good value bet based on on the numbers, so usually I'll I'll play Yurfi in that spot. But uh, yeah, there's some where you like you look at two pitchers like McClanahan sees you're like oh they're neither of those guys are gonna give up a run you know what I mean and there's gonna be some fluke run because on top of the White Sox bullpen being bad they're also the worst defensive team in baseball, <laughs> so it's like anything can happen like last game. Against the Orioles, Cease gave up four runs, but only two were earned. Right, you know. So it's 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 a uh, that's just that's baseball, man. Baseball is a very funny sport, Aaron, as you know. Yes, it is, man. With a whole lot of variance, a lot of that word variance, a lot of variance, like college basketball. It, I agree, hundred percent. All right, let's move into our uh, our next game. We got. The Padres against the Diamondbacks. We got Joe Musgrove making his return. Mr. Five innings or less. Joe Musgrove going against uh, Merrill Kelly. Joe Musgrove, obviously his first start, zero ERA. Uh, Merrill Kelly, one and two with a 2.53 ERA, 1.27 whip. Right now, San Diego minus 150 on the road. The total's at nine and a half. Um, What's your thoughts on this one? Well, you know, if anybody's been listening or has followed me for any amount of time, they know that uh, <clears throat> I was very high coming on this D-backs, uh, very high coming into the season on this Diamondbacks team. You know, I think they're a young, hungry team. Uh, Corbin Carroll has been as advertised, exactly how I thought he would play this year. Um, pretty sure he's still third in the league in stolen bases. And uh, you you kind of touched on it earlier. If anybody watched that game last night, I watched almost all of it. You know, they fell down, they fell behind like four to one, end up coming back, tying it up five to five. And uh, that kind of goes into what I'm getting ready to say about them. You know, I think the Diamondbacks profile awesome as a uh, home dog. You know, they are a hungry young team who day in and day out give a max effort. You don't really take, you don't see too many what I call just, you know, layoff days, hey, we're just going to go out there and go through the motions in nine innings. Uh, they could have easily just packed it in yesterday and get beat nine to one, you know, and, and, and come into the night limping in. But instead they fought back and they gave them every the Padres everything they wanted yesterday. <clears throat> on the on the kind of other side of that is the Padres. And, I mean, you have a guy – when you say these names, Bogarts, Soto, Machado, now adding Tatis back in there <laughs> – and they still can't hit the ball. If if I keep looking at, uh, away from the camera, it's, it's not that I'm not listening. I'm actually watching the Diamondbacks right now kind of run the Padres off the field. Uh, and here we go again. The Padres just can't hit the ball. Now, at some point, they're going to figure it out, whether it takes a week, two weeks, three weeks. But they have not figured it out yet. And um, it would be hard for me to back the Padres here. Um, I actually – and leaning towards taking the Diamondbacks plus the run and a half at home. You can find it around minus 130 right now. And that's kind of the range where I think you need to stay in if you're going to take the plus one and a half. You know, I don't advise ever taking anything over about minus 135. But um, I think plus one and a half, man, at home uh, with Kelly on the mound, Musgrove, you know he's going to have rust to knock off. Um, I think it may be the boy. Yeah, I mean, you might be onto something. The 
the crazy thing about both these teams, dude, is like they haven't had a day off in like ten days, so their bullpens are both taxed, dude. Like absolutely taxed. I mean, you look at these, you look at their bullpen. Like the usage is just out of control in the last week. Like even yesterday, if Brent Honeywell didn't give the Padres three innings, they were absolutely screwed. You know what I mean? But he gave them three innings. Josh Hader, he's thrown thirty-two pitches in the last two days like he's not even available to pitch tonight so it's probably a good thing they're losing because he'll be available tomorrow uh brent honeywell not available tonight like they're they are just so taxed as, as a bullpen both these teams both these teams are um andrew Schaffin and, and mantiply haven't pitched those are the two best relievers for the Diamondbacks. they might not even have to pitch tonight i don't even have they pitched tonight no they haven't because gallon was uh-uh. seven innings that's right yep so They'll they'll be good to pitch tomorrow, um, so I think with that being said, I like the Diamondbacks bullpen a whole lot better than I like the Padres bullpen, and the Padres bullpen is taxed. On top of that, Joe Musgrove cannot get through a lineup three times. He literally can't, dude. He has like a six ERA after going through a lineup three times. Um, I lean the Diamondbacks here, man. I'm not gonna lie. It might be a best bet. I don't like that, uh, you know, Musgrove. I mean, I'm sorry, not Musgrove. Uh, Merrill Kelly, 2.53 ERA, 4.79 XFIP, uh, and a 5.11 Sierra. So he's definitely due for some negative regression. But the Padres is a team. They're only hitting against right-handed pitching, 93 WRC+, plus, uh, 261 balls in play, uh, and OPS at 693. So they're not necessarily tearing the ball off. But like you said, you know, at some point they're going to figure it out. Their lineup's too good. I hate to bet against them, and it, it happens to be the day they figure it out, <laughs> which always kind of concerns me. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of with, with you, Aaron. I kind of like that plus one and a half play. Yeah, I love the, uh, I love the plus one and a half. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, play the plus one and a half with the away team, but I actually don't mind it with the home team, you know, because how many times have we seen a game be, you know, five to three, and then a guy gets walked, you know, at the, the, at the bottom of the ninth there, and the guy hits the ball and hits a little grounder, gets in the second, you know, and next thing you know, we got a one-out double, and the guy from, you know, guy scores, and the game ends five to four, you know. Um I love the plus one and a half, uh, not just taking it with the away team. I don't mind taking it with the hungry dog home team, too, that I, I can trust fully. They get, you know, they get up there to bat bottom of the ninth. They're down two runs, man. We're going to we're gonna get a max effort. So I, I like the plus one and a half. Might also look at San Diego first five because we know Musgrove can't go through a lineup three times, but he can go through a lineup two times. And the second time, you know we're getting him through five. So that's something to look at too. And the Diamondbacks haven't they haven't been great against right handed pitching either this year. Uh against right handed pitching this season, they are twenty first WRC plus with ninety one. So again, they're not really tearing the ball off either. Something to look at. So maybe maybe Padres first five, Diamondbacks full game plus one and a half. I think those are two pretty solid plays right there. I, I kind of like both of those to be honest. I don't. Yeah, I don't I really do play too. a lot of. Run, I don't really play a lot of run lines to be honest. But uh, that might be. That might be some good stuff. 
All right. So I, I, I so with the run lines, uh, run lines are tricky. I know I talked about it last week some, but I do play a lot of. I, I you know I suggest getting a book that'll let you play minus ones. Um, I, I love taking favorites with minus ones, and um, you can really get the juice down because as I explained last week, I don't like taking a lot of plays over minus like minus one thirty five is about my limit. You know, I'd rather get the minus one at minus one ten than uh, play, lay the run line. And uh, there's been three games this year that I've played that I've pushed on where I was on the favorite. The favorite was heavily juiced on the money line. I take the minus one, and they win by one. But I'd much rather push those games than lose those games because, you know, if you're laying minus 160, minus 170, you basically got to win two games to account for one loss. Sure. So uh, I think uh, good bankroll management, man, is something I learned uh, a long time ago, and uh, it's something I – have to be strict on myself with, and I suggest everybody else doing the same. Yeah, no, that's great advice. It's great advice, especially for new betters. Bankroll management is definitely key, you know what I mean? I think that's something you could tell everybody that, but that's something that they have to, like, learn themselves, dude. You got to go through it, you know what I mean? Everybody goes through it. Even the best handicappers I've met in my entire life, you know, I've heard stories where, uh, you know, they, they lose everything on a play, and that's how they learn their lesson. Just so you got to go through it. All right, let's get some. Uh, let's get some. Diamondbacks best just uh, just are running the Padres out now, man. Which this is so five in nothing. Essence, which in essence kind of makes me like the Diamondbacks less and less tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, off the blowouts. Yeah, all oh, seven yep. nothing now. Whew. All right, Aaron. What what's your best bets for tomorrow? Man, I'm, I'm, I've already locked it in. I'm getting ready to fire a tweet as soon as the show's over with. But my best bet for tomorrow is Yankees minus one at even money, plus 100. So um, I, uh, if you don't have a book that can play the minus one, you know, um, there's plenty of formulas out there. You can just Google it and, and how much, you know, you want to bet, <clears throat> how much you need to put on the money line versus the run line to, to essentially get you the minus one. So um, as I said earlier, man, the Yankees know the Blue Jays have owned them. They kind of got embarrassed tonight, six to one. They didn't hit the ball very well. Um, this is a perfect spot that I love coming back with the Yankees at home with because uh, on a Saturday day uh, game at Yankees, Cole on the mound, Manoa struggling. I got to go with the Yankees. So Yankees minus one at uh, plus a hundred, even money. Um, yeah, I like I like that too. Uh, I'm gonna go with Padres first five money line. I think that's my best. My best bet, and then I'm I'm also gonna go under seven and a half. Yankees and Blue Jays. I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game, dude. I think Manoa kind of comes back down to earth tomorrow a little bit. And uh, for my last best bet, um, I'm actually gonna look to uh, to kind of go against things that we talked about. And um, I think I'm going to take the over in the White Sox and Rays game. Over seven White Sox, Rays? Yep, White Sox, Rays, over. Um, Yankees, Mike. And uh, that'll be my other best bet of the day as well. I'm going San Diego first five money line, under seven and a half Yankees. Blue Jays, let's go. Let's get it. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for Aaron for joining me once again. We'll be back on Friday uh, talking next Saturday's slate. We've been blessed with two two weeks in a row with some good pitching matchups, dude. 
for Saturday's uh, Saturday's lineup. So ex- excited for this Saturday. So again, Aaron has Yankees minus one at plus one hundred over seven White Sox and Rays. I'm going San Diego Padres first five money line and under seven and a half in the Yankees and Blue Jays. I also like uh, White Sox first five money line. I also like under seven and a half Guardians and and uh, and uh, Marlins tomorrow as well. Leans though, leans though. Um, thank you, everybody. I'll be back on Sunday with uh, Irvin and Ben. We'll be recapping the week, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB, etc. We'll be looking at some Major League Baseball as well previewing the week ahead like i said i'll be back next friday with aaron we'll be breaking down some more major league baseball hopefully we go hopefully we have as good of a week as last week three and one this week or better than three and one we're going four and oh this week four and oh let's get it Aaron. thank you for having me brother yes sir y'all have a blessed night let's get this we out late